Our church, ICF Zurich, is celebrating its 20 years anniversary this year. And during that time, we never had a permanent home. Through the growth of our church and external factors, we always had to move location from one place to another. But this time is soon coming to an end. We are coming home. And we are so looking forward to this new chapter that we are living as a church. This new building will give us great facilities for our celebrations, great room for community, ICF college courses, and amazing room for our kids and youth facilities. If you want to be part of this project, if you want to get some information on this project called Coming Home, and maybe you want to support it financially, then please go to our website. You will get all the informations there. Thank you so much for your support. The last 20 years as a church we experienced a lot of highs and lows. This is exactly the same thing happened in our lives. We have a lot of highs and lows and then we ask the question, why those things happen to my personal life? Heather Cook has the same question when it comes to a profound, amazing answers. The new series is called The Street of Hope because as a church we're moving to the Hoffnungstrasse number one. We're starting a brand new series called The Street of Hope and you ask the question, why is that such a cool, amazing title for a new series? Because the Samsung Hall is located by the Hoffnungstrasse number one, translated in English, the Street of Hope number one. This is the only street in Switzerland that means our to say, come to the Street of Hope number one and people come, walk in and they will be saved immediately because of the street name. Yeah, come on. This is amazing. When we looked for the piece of land, and when we saw the sign, we said, oh my goodness, we know for sure this is the land we want to build our new building. The topic means ask. This is the beginning. is ask, the street of hope. And I want to teach about Habakkuk the next six weeks. Why the prophet Habakkuk? Because when we're moving in in a new building and people see the new building, we will celebrate for sure. We will be happy. We'll say, come on, the last 20 years was not a big deal. But so often, we forget the journey. We forgot all the moments. When we faced some moments, it could be like a stumbling stone. We had some issues, some obstacles, some questions, and sometimes it could be like a stumbling stone. But instead of being a stumbling stone, we stepped on that stone and it became a stepping stone. And years later, this is our victory. And people will come and say, oh my goodness, God is good and God is great. But we will never forget, in all the years, we need miracles from God Almighty. And the prophet Habakkuk is the best example. He starts very low. In the end of his life, he experienced revival. I brought you a picture of Habakkuk from the Old Testament. Amazing guy. That's how he looked like. Habakkuk, um, he was one of the 12 minor prophets. Minor prophet means, sometimes I say, this is my opinion. But a prophet in the Old Testament says, thus says the Lord. That means this is the will of God. He lived 600 years before Christ. And he had some questions. Not one question, he had questions. Because Habakkuk lived in a, city, in a setting same like today. 
There were corruption in the land. Everything was allowed. There was no morale anymore. And God said, I have enough. I want to kill everybody. And even the people of God, they were corrupt. Even the church were corrupt. And God announced the prophet Habakkuk and said, I will punish even the church. I will punish even the Christians. I will punish even those they believe. But then Habakkuk said, God, I am different. I'm not in that bunch of people. I'm not corrupt. I'm living a holy life. But God said, Habakkuk, I don't care. I will punish all. When God said all, Habakkuk said, God, I have some question. Why all? And let's start with the question, why all? The funny thing is when we're reading the Bible, we're reading often the Bible like a sitcom. You know a sitcom? A sitcom starts very funny. A lot of humor, a lot of joke, good atmosphere. This is how a sitcom starts. I brought you a picture of the sitcom. Slide team, sitcom, yeah. Um, and then in the end, almost like the, the last 10 minutes, it like fight happens. You know, fight happens. This is how Hollywood works. The atmosphere goes down, down into the cellar. And then in the end, it's a happy end. And that's how we loved all the movies. Starts funny, crash, happy ending. And that's actually how we read the Bible. When we think about all the stories, it starts with tensions. But in the book of Habakkuk, it's the opposite. It's tension, some conflicts, and in the end, Habakkuk had even more questions than before. And I want to read you right in the Bible, in the point number one, exactly. Why doesn't God seem fair? This is my first question. Why doesn't God seem fair? In Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 2, Habakkuk is saying to God, How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you don't listen? Have you ever thought the same way? God, how often I cry to you. I'm, I'm so tired. I cry out to you, violence, but you don't save. Why, God, you're not intervening? Why, God, you're not doing something in my life? Why are starting with this question? Because in some weeks we're moving into a new building and then we forget the whole journey. And right now there's some people in our church that have big, big questions to God. I ask people from the ICF family, that means from our church, not people on the street of Zurich. I ask Christian from ICF Zurich, do we have some questions to God? And here are some questions from people from the ICF family to God Almighty.
really, really profound questions. When I asked people those questions, I was a little bit like shocked, but this is reality in so many churches, in so many Christians. You know, Habakkuk had a belief crisis, even Habakkuk. Habakkuk said, for example, what I see in my life doesn't match what I believe. What I experience doesn't match what the Word of God is saying and teaching me. Sometimes it's what you see, what you experience doesn't match actually according what you believe or what you're reading in the Bible. Every name has a meaning. For example, Leo, that's my name, means lion and king. I'm the lion king. But Habakkuk, the meaning of Habakkuk is profound. Habakkuk means embrace. And wrestling. Here is a guy with some question. And Habakkuk stands for those people. They have some questions. What are you doing when you have questions? Embrace God. And start to wrestle with God. Before I go a little bit deeper into the Bible text uh, today, it's very important. A lot of theologians, they say, for example, we have a clear picture how God should work or operate, Right? We have a picture that God is almighty. That means when God is almighty, God can do everything and anything. We believe that God is merciful. God is lovable. God has the best in store for you and me. This is what we believe. This is when we read the Bible. It's so clear about that. If we will follow a God, he's not lovable. A God doesn't care. We will not have questions. Then, of course, God is angry, and that's why he punished me. But Christianity is based on a God who is almighty, a God is merciful, and a God is lovable. And here are three main uh, questions where, where all the theologians come up. That means the Theodicic uh, question. And three questions in, in the study theology. theology. Point number one. You don't seem to care. When people are struggling... A lot of people say, it seems that God doesn't take care. The second thing what they say, you aren't doing much when you could. If God is almighty, he, he, right, he could do something, right? But if God is not intervening, I have some questions. And the question number three. What you are doing doesn't seem fair. There are the three main questions that theologian people, they, they struggle to fight when things are not going the way you believe or the way it's written in the Bible. The first thing is, what, what is if God doesn't seem fair in my life? This is the first question. Will Habakkuk ask God, why am I going to such a difficult season in my life? This is a real deal, a real question. Point number two, what if I have questions I want to ask God? Even this is a question, is it appropriate to, to have questions to God? Here is Habakkuk verse 1, verse 3. Why do you make me look like injustice? Why you do tolerate wrongdoing, destruction and violence and before me? There is strife and conflicts abounds. What Habakkuk is actually saying to God is, I don't understand what's going on in the world. I don't understand what's going on around the people of God. What Habakkuk is actually saying here, I want to translate that Bible verse into year 2017. 
He is actually saying, God, I don't, I don't understand why a Christian family drives with the car, a drunkard guy comes, crashes into the car and kills the whole family. Why, God? Or Habakkuk will ask the question, God, there's a girl, she humps from bed to bed, from boy to boy, she gets pregnant, she does abor abortion, and here's a family in our church praying for 20 years, they have a lot of sex, but she doesn't get pregnant. God, I don't understand. Or another thing, here's a guy who's really angry with his past, he takes a gun, shoots 11 people, and why God do not intervene? Habakkuk has... That, um, has the courage to ask questions. And question doesn't mean I don't believe in God. Here's the thing, a lot of people in church, and that's why sometimes I don't like church, we just close our eyes in front of reality. We cannot close our eyes in front of reality. Sometimes things happen and we have questions and the questions are so big. And, the, and here's the question, I'm allowed as a Christian to ask questions to God? Habakkuk is saying, yes, of course, question is not something wrong. It's just we have questions and we believe that God is good, but we don't understand that. Habakkuk means, in my questions, I embrace God. I fight with God. A lot of people ask me the question, is it appropriate to ask some question to God? Do, do you like the Psalms? Psalms in the Bible, the Psalms in the Bible are amazing. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Everybody's quoting that for a wedding, for a funeral, if you are dating, whatever. You can use it for every situation, right? The Lord is my shepherd. Do you know that one third of all the Psalms are lamentation Psalms? One third are lamentation psalms with question to God. There's three questions you find all the time in the psalms. Do you know that even Jesus Christ, the Son of God on the cross, asked God a profound question? Why, God, do you have forsaken me? And here is the question from Jesus Christ, your friend and my friend, the guy who, who does signs and miracles. He asked God, like Habakkuk, a profound question. Why, God, have you forsaken me? Have you ever thought about it? Does even Jesus Christ ask some, a question to God? Why do you have forsaken me? The question was not God are doubting about you. He had just a question. Habakkuk had some questions. We have some questions. Even Jesus had some questions. I want to show you on a very simple graphic how can we handle some questions in our lives. Here is um, like our journey in our life. It's like, uh, goes like this. This is like our life. Here we start with God. That's the day when we receive Jesus Christ. And that's the moment it goes up. We're going from glory to glory, from anointing to anointing. We experience many, many good things 
amazing things. For example, you start reading the Bible, every story is fresh. You're going to church, you believe the preacher is only preaching to yourself. You hear the worship songs go straight in your heart. You have some friends in your company, you pray for them, they get healed immediately. You go, you're driving with your car into the downtown city on Christmas Day. It's packed, there's no one single parking slot is open. You pray, immediately in front of you is a free parking slot. You're going from glory to glory, from anointing to anointing. And you say, come on, God. It's amazing. But you know, there are also seasons in your life, even when you're married. You're going from glory to glory, but sometimes the glory seems not upwards. It seems downwards. What if sometimes you believe and you feel you're not going from glory to glory anymore. It goes down. There are the seasons or moments, even in your marriage or in your church or whatever, God doesn't seem so close anymore. Coming to church and the message is okay. You're going to the church, the worship is okay. You're praying for people instead of they get healed, it gets worse. You're praying for a parking slot. You go driving two hours to find a parking slot, but before one prayer, boom, parking slot. You know, those seasons, we don't like those seasons. In those seasons, we have questions to God. God, where are you? Why are you not answering my, 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 my prayers anymore? And this is a really critical moment in your life. In this moment, I want to show you, there are two reactions, two common reactions of people. Reaction number one is, I do everything in my power to going up again. I do everything in my power to feel that anointing again. That means... Even when you're going to a doctor and you have a broken leg, you're limping to the doctor and the doctor is saying to you, you have a broken leg. You will say, no, my leg is not broken. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I am healed, doctor. I will not receive the, 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 the report. I am healed. And you're walking out limping, but you believe you're healed. You know people like that? They do everything. They close their eyes in front of reality. You're losing your job. You're saying to the boss, oh, no problem. If a door is closing, God is opening another one. But you're unemployed six, six months and you're still believing, oh, God is good. There are people that do everything. They're closing their eyes for reality just to have the same anointing again. The most common reaction, dear friends, and the church is full of people like that. They're going to the church, they're starting the faith. It doesn't work out the way they want. What they do, this is the biggest common reactions. They're going out of church and they're leaving faith and they're saying, the Bible, the church, everything, come on, it's just a show. I tried it. It worked for a moment. But in the long run, I have to be honest, uh-uh, it's nothing for me. I see hundreds of people when they're facing a tough season, they're just leaving the church, they're just leaving Jesus Christ. And here's the thing, you can close your eyes or you're walking away. This morning a guy came, 
I want to be honest, the guy came and uh, he's, he's in a small group where the whole small group was saying, if you believe you get rich, if you believe you are healed, there's no other way. And this guy goes to a rough season, he's a Christian for more than 10 years, and he said to the leader, come on, hey guys, it's too easy, I tried everything and I don't believe my faith is not good enough. And he believed the last week he struggled with God and said to God, I'm not sure if this Christian works for me. He was close in leaving everything. He was invited this morning from a guy that come to ISAF and I preach exactly the message he has to hear. And he cried and said to me, I was close of leaving God. When you are in a tough, tough season, season in your life, Chapter number one in the book of Habakkuk, and you can write it down. Chapter number one means wandering. Wandering. I wonder why I'm going through things like that. You are in the wandering season. I want to read you a Bible verse for this stage here. Is James chapter one, verse two and three. Consider the pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, this means here, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. When you are facing that, don't run away. Don't close your eyes. Habakkuk is saying in chapter number two, wait, just wait. If you're wondering why God is doing what he's doing, don't run away. Don't close your eyes. Wait upon the Lord. I want to close with the last point. What if God answers differently than I expected? What if God is answering differently than I expected? Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 5. Look at the nation and watch and the utterly amazed, for I am going to something in your days that you the world not believe. Even if you were told, God is saying to Habakkuk, if you believe, that's it. It gets worse. What a cool message, right? I feel that you are so happy about it. You know, sometimes if you don't run away... You wait, you believe, now comes the breakthrough. And God is saying, if you believe, you saw everything, Habakkuk, it will be even more worse. And in that stage, I will call that a CB, a BC, a belief crisis. He was in a belief crisis. When you are in a belief crisis, it's very important to have the right attitude. I want to show you an amazing story in the Bible. A guy who has a belief crisis. I've wrote down an amazing statement. Maybe you can roll it down as well. A deeply committed believer can express simultaneous questions and faith. Both. The most church is only either or. If you have questions... They will say, you're not a believer. But I believe you can have both. And here is a story in Mark chapter 9, verse 21 and 24. 
Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often drawn him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity of us and help us. If you can, Jesus said, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately the boy's father explained, I do believe. Help me to overcome my own belief. What an amazing, have you ever thought about it? Jesus, I, I, I want to believe, but I am here. I have a belief crisis. A belief crisis you only have if you prayed more than 1,000 times for your brother, for your mother, for your father. They got to get saved. You're praying for change in your family. Nothing happens. You're coming to a church. You see people healed. You hear all the praise reports. Then you say, yeah, yeah, it's cool for them. But what? It's about me. And that father saying, Jesus, I want to believe. I want to believe. I want to believe. But it dropped so deep. Help me to believe. Now comes the most important Bible verse to end the message. Because it will never end the message like that. In Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 12 and 13. And here is the statement. A statement of faith of Habakkuk. And the statement of faith, you, you need to know the picture is like here. Lord, are you not for everlasting? My God, my Holy One, you will never die. You, Lord, have appointed them to excuse and judge you. My rock have ordained them to punish. He is saying, God, you are my rock in the deepest mess. In the deepest struggles, he's saying, you are my rock. He was wondering. He was waiting. It even get worse. But in the worst moment, he started to worship God. He made a statement of faith. Chapter number three in the book of Habakkuk, you can write down, is worship. Worship doesn't mean I worship God because everything goes smooth. My, my, my marriage goes smooth. My study goes smooth. My small group goes smooth. Switzerland goes smooth. Worship means it's a statement of faith in my deepest deep, in the deepest rock and bottom, the deepest area of my life. I start to worship God. I believe He is my rock. I will never depend my life on feelings. What I see, what I believe, it's what God is. I start to worship, praise Jesus, my Father. You know what I mean? When you're in a belief crisis, don't walk away. Wait. Even if it goes more down. Take position yourself and start to be a worshiper. You are my rock. And what happens after then, Habakkuk moves from anointing to anointing. And when you're moving from anointing to anointing, you have rooted yourself in God Almighty. And that's the beginning of our message. Because there are many people right now here. You have questions. Maybe you are here or maybe you're here. And you're wondering 
Where is God? Habakkuk is saying he's my rock. I want to close the message with the story of our church. Many, many years ago, maybe it was four years ago, they tear down our building, the Mark building. And I make that picture by myself. There's no Photoshop. I didn't pimp the picture. It was just real. We were in that building for many, many, many years. And when I tear it down, I cry because in one moment we lost our home. And then we moved to the Güterbahnhofs about four years ago. We invested a lot of money. Um, in four months, we changed the whole building. After one year and three months, we have to move out. This was the season where I started wondering, why, God, are you doing what you're doing? I don't understand. We moved back to the Mark building, and I thought, okay, now it's not a big deal, because in the Mark building, we will we go straight into the new building, Samsung Hall. But um, there was a big delay in terms of building. It, instead of one year, it came out to three years. And I was wondering, why, God, you're doing what you're doing? I felt I'm like here. I would love to close my eyes and deny all the challenges. Sometimes I would love to walk out and say, it's not my problem anymore. In that season, it went even worse. They remodeled the whole building of Mark and we had to go to the cinema. In the cinema, we had five celebrations. Maybe you forgot that. Five celebrations means a nightmare. Four, it's tiring. Five, it breaks you. When we came back from the cinema to the Mark Hall, we thought, now everything is brand new. But the first four Sundays, the sound was so bad. You had like an echo. Hello, 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 hello. How are you doing? People were not able to understand the message. And I was so crushed. I felt like deep, deep, deep like Habakkuk. I'm sure we want to show you some pictures of our children ministry. That you know how it looks. The children ministry uh, in Mark. It's a nightmare. We have 300 kids on a Sunday morning. Look at this. The next picture looks like a prison. Stinked, dirty, everything. And here's the thing. From now on three weeks, nobody will ever speak about that anymore. New people will come into our church and say, oh my goodness, you have, you have been always to the Samsung Hall? You will say, of course. It's two weeks now. Some people walk in. They haven't paid one single dollar. I gave 60000 for the new building coming home. I like to talk about numbers. Sorry. We gave 60000 People will come, sit in, they have not given one dollar. They will say, oh my God, beautiful church, parking slots, children's room, amazing. You can cook in espresso bar. Oh my goodness. You know what's the thing, dear people? The last four years, I was in a belief crisis. I was wondering, why is God doing what He's doing? I was waiting. But in three weeks, People will forget the journey. I will not have some questions anymore because the church will grow. An amazing LED wall, everything will be an amazing. Then everybody will say, come on, Pastor Leo, God is good. 
When things are over, we forget the story. The story of the Samsung Hall is the story. What if you hit the ground? When God didn't answer all my questions. In all that four years, I never stopped worshiping my Jesus. Every morning, I'm a very good worship leader. I sing every morning under my shower. It's my worship time. Sometimes I say, I don't need a worship team. I am the worship leader. I sing every morning under my shower. I praise Jesus even in the deepest season of my life. Habakkuk was a worshiper. If you're going to rough season, start to worship God. He is my rock. Despite all the challenges, despite all the obstacles, you are my rock. I have some questions. I don't understand, but you are my rock. You will never leave me. You will never forsake me. I don't depend on my feelings. What I see is not what I believe. What I experience is not what the Word of God is saying, but you are my rock. I start praising Jesus in the deepest deep of my life. This is the match of Habakkuk. Don't run away. When you wait, start to worship God. And from then on, some years later, you will reap what you believed. You will see a breakthrough. When the breakthrough is here, you will say, come on, I'm so glad. I didn't walk away. I didn't run away. I stood. And here is the glory of God. Your story. Your story. You can write your story. Your scene, it's not your story. Your scene, it's not your story. Sometimes people walk into a scene. This scene is not my story. My story is what I believe, what God Almighty promised to me. Your scene, it's not your story. The worship band will play. And I want to ask you for a moment to be quiet. If you have really deep questions right now, Ask this question to God because real faith is embracing God. It's wrestling with God. Not letting God go. Wrestling, holding on, not running away. Stay until you see a breakthrough in your life.